Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Funny how um, today I wanted to talk about New Zealand and Comey and what he's doing there and about the Mandan Massacre and, you know, technical difficulties. Uh, with me this hour, I have Scott Adams. Scott, you on? I'm here. Thanks. Thanks for being patient with me. My system has just been um, heated up. Um I just wanted to welcome welcome to the Tory Sess Show, Scott. And everyone can follow Scott Adams at scottadamsshow.com. He has a great show, three hours full of juicy information that I even listen to, um, you know, because he kind of gives me like a heads up on what's going on because he starts his day quite early. Um, so, Scott, did you follow it all about this Mandan massacre, what's going on and and how things are panning out? What do, what do you think has gone on? Because they just had a press conference and the police are telling people nothing. Then they said something super alarming, like we'll release the cause of death, but not tell you how they died, you know, which is super weird. What do you mean? You're not going to let the public know that four people were massacred and how and what? So that seemed really dubious. And they keep reinforcing that the public is safe, but we don't know. We don't have a suspect and just trust us. And this is Mandan we PD. about the ties that are connected with RJR Reynolds. And I guess some of the management there is dead, right? Uh, RJR Reynolds is this rental property company that may very well have been, uh, you know, using their properties as, you know, staging areas or holding holding places uh, to, you know, facilitate and accommodate human trafficking, maybe sex trafficking. You, you don't know. But a lot, we're learning a lot more than we've ever known before under the Trump administration. When we look at the revelation of what the Bronfmans were doing and their ties to Swiss banks and their ties to a lot of different things over there, uh, you got the backpage.com. You got the stuff that's happening in Chicago with, um, you know, Rahm Emanuel's brother, for example, uh, Ari Emanuel is a big Hollywood guy. And then there's these celebrity pimps in Chicago. And then right up the road, you know, in North Dakota, you got more trafficking going on, whether it be for, you know, slave labor, sex trade, uh, or, you know, this cult uh, like stuff. Uh, we're seeing a lot of different things happening that we never thought was happening in America. Well, you know what's funny is that, you know, this RJR Rentals company is one of the companies that, you know, through um, a lot of us that are out there on the Save the Children groups, following child trafficking and human trafficking, had been, you know, um, identified as one of the possible uh, apartment rental companies that may have tenants uh, that uh, dabble in this kind of business. And this is from following the gangs that do it, you know, um, 
you know, those that are from, you know, that work with the Indian reservations, like most recently that guy that was charged with, um, you know, his dealings in Arizona and Bismarck and then the child trafficking, human trafficking unit from Grand Forks all the way to Vegas. So they all use apartment complexes to stash their victims. And so this is, this is one of the properties that was identified. Now, if, you know, people don't like the truth, kind of like the Brofmans, like who would think that this, you know, elitist philanthropist would be involved in tattooing and enslaving women and pimping them out? No one would. This woman is exquisite. She reeks elegance, you know. She has money beyond your wildest dreams. I mean, her bond is $100 million, yet she did this. And she still had family and children and went to PTA meetings and everybody loved her, right? I mean, we're finding out that people are not who they seem to be. And people are very uncomfortable with this. But just like you said, with the Trump administration, there is a lot more transparency, a lot more activity where these types of people are being showcased. And, you know, not saying that um, the owner that was um, murdered along with three employees, which were identified as a husband and wife couple, Bill and Lisa Cobb, and another guy named um, Andrew Fuhrer, um, were involved, but you never know. You know what I mean? It was so highly targeted and such a messy murder that one can only, you know, think, you know, it's not a crime of passion to, you know, these people weren't like, you know, swinging or anything. You know what I mean? These were people that people claim were great people of the community, but you never hear, you know, the neighbors say, well, he was really quiet. He was a nice guy. You know, when they ask questions, right? So uh, it's it's really strange because now even RJR management has taken down their about us page so people can't find people, uh, they can't find information, they've closed down their social media profiles, it's like super quiet as if they have something to hide. You know, whereas if it was someone of my family or someone that I know, I would leave it out at the open because I would want people to find the truth. I mean, what's your take on that? It seems like it's being covered up already. Right. Uh, it seems like it was a hit uh, that involved some innocent bystanders. Uh, so it, there's a little bit of a mismatch of, you know, the way things went down. But um, we're going to find out more. And, uh, you know, there's this guy named Jeffrey Wing out of the Chicago office that's been following the sex trafficking uh, out of Chicago and the connections that might be happening with Smell regard it. to not only Rahm Emanuel's brother in Hollywood, but, you know, the Smollett uh, case itself, uh, which could have been part of, of an FBI sting operation uh, in Chicago. Chicago is as corrupt as could possibly be. So you have a whole bunch of things that are starting to unravel. And uh, the RJR uh, rental thing, I think it's just such a, a early developmental stage right now. But, you know, the Associated Press is on it. I mean, four dead in multiple homicide at North Dakota business. I mean, in North Dakota of all places. I mean, yeah, people don't. Just, yeah, people don't think stuff happens here. It just gets brushed under the carpet. I mean, we had the Bismarck police chaplain being investigated for luring minors by computer and nobody talked about it. The chaplain of the police department. There's like a police report and everything. Because every time I post something like that, like on a local news site, they're like, how dare you? That's defamation. I'm thinking, do these people not like do their homework? Like there is an actual police report. 
because he was trying to lure minors through a computer. So it's really dirty, and in a small, you know, What's population. What's really strange, though, is that the mainstream media is not picking up on this and talking about it. You know, we get to hear about some senseless car accident, you know, in the middle of nowhere. But I mean, uh, this is something that's definitely connected to something deeper and broader and more sinister, and they never want to talk about it. When it comes to these kinds of Human trafficking, sex trafficking kind of crimes, whether it be, you know, Anthony Weiner or uh, the Bronfman's, you know, no one's no one's covering the Nexium case. Right. You know, no, no. None of the mainstream is covering that. And again, it's because, I mean, when we peel back the onion and, and, the, and the layers to all of these cases, you start to see that these things are connected to the top. Like when Backpage.com was taken down by the FBI. You're like, oh, wait a second. There's a con connection with the Clintons. And, and always and like, Obama, you know. And Obama, all... right? Because the Backpage.com, there were accounts with Obama's private attorney that were seized and frozen because of it. Remember? So, right. yeah, nobody wants to talk about it when it's linked to higher, you know, politicians. And they're buried. They buried the, uh, they hid the, uh, again, these are the worst of the worst crimes, too. And they're burying the Jeffrey, uh, the, the Epstein case. Right. Jeffrey Epstein. They're burying that case. There was just a report uh, from a Miami Herald and the Miami uh, radio station that covered a little bit of this. Again, this is yet another case that's connected with the Clintons. And then you got the Bronfman's. We're learning more about how Claire Bronfman put a key logger on her father before her father died. And her father was connected in a big way with uh, D'Amato. Uh, the senator from uh, New York and um, his ties with the Clintons and what they were doing with regard to um, all kinds of different corruption with the Swiss banks. Um, and so then, you know, you look at this and then you look at what the Clintons have always done, whether it be the Haiti thing, you know, and they always disguise it as, um, you know, a, a friendly name. Like even when you look at Sandusky, they kept that in center in center uh, county, Pennsylvania, uh, with Sandusky. They called it the second mile, right? It was to give kids a second chance. Time's up, you know. Tina Tina uh, Cheng He's part of that. has yeah. his time. Sounds great, right? It sounds wonderful that they're going to help victims of sexual harassment and cele celebrities, you know, fight back against the Harvey Weinstein's of the world. Well, it turns out that everybody that's connected with all these things is actually the villain. They're the villains. They're, they're, they're putting themselves in sheep's clothing, and they're acting like, you know, they put a friendly face on it, whether it's uh, the Green New Deal or all these different things that the liberals push out there that sound great, you know, uh, that you can't possibly argue with. But then it's exactly the opposite effect at the bottom at the bottom end of the spectrum i mean when you flip the script it's basically times up is actually outing the whistleblowers so that they get blacklisted yeah and that's now, times it. up but 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 what you're saying 
no, what you're saying is, is that all these people are connected with high level politicians and they mask themselves in reputable businesses or charities that are doing good. Kind of like that guy who was like, what was he nominated for? Was it a peace prize for working with children that had been sexually abused, yet they caught him with his, you know, member on an infant and pictures with babies in sexual acts? Like, you're right, 100 percent. And anyone like you or I who talks about it are nuts or, you know, or just mean people. I'd be rich if I had a nickel for everybody that's involved with these cases that died from hanging from a doorknob. I mean, I, I know of about three or four cases now where these people suicided themselves hanging from doorknobs in various countries. And they all were in the know of the sex trafficking crimes. These people are turning up dead in North Dakota. They're turning up, they're turning up dead in, in like Anthony Bourdain's case where, you know, he tweets out that, you know, he just got hit up by some goons from the Hillary Clinton's team. And next thing you know, he's found dead, you know, and, and all of these different um, types of things that are happening around the world, it seems to be connected with the Obamas, the Clintons, the deep state, uh, and it's all about compromise. It's all about power and it's all about money. And so if you want the power, uh, what happens is you get into the club, you, you enter the you know, world of skull and bones or whatever it is, like what Yale was doing. And it's an ancient secret, right? But then what happens is I think a lot of, in a lot of cases, some of these people are just ignorant and they fall into traps, honeypots or whatever, or they want to fit in or they want to hobnob with the wealthy and the power elite. But at the end of the day, they don't realize that they've just given up their world, their life, and that they're going to be beholden to the deep state, to the power structure. Because it's at that moment that they make that mistake that they're compromised. And forever, they are beholden to the orders uh, that are you know pushed upon them. And again, Bronfman's connect back to the Clintons. Backpage.com connects back to the Clintons. Don't you take forget a look the at the Obamas, too. Thing. The Obamas as well. Right. Well, the Obama, Tina Chen, was childhood friends with Rahm Emanuel's wife, Amy Rule. And, and so don't tell me that Rahm Emanuel was blindsided and that this was a whitewash of justice. Yesterday, there was these fraternal order of police that were protesting in Chicago, and they were pushed back from a, a group like the Black Lives Matter. And for what reason? I mean, Jesse Smollett obviously connect, connected and committed a hoax. Now, he committed the hoax because it felt, fit the narrative of a piece of bogus legislation about anti-lynching that was insanely ridiculous. And it's basically to say that Kamala Harris can launch her, her campaign suggesting that Trump supporters are racist. Trump supporters, you know, that wear red hats can't even contain themselves. They have to walk around the streets with bleach and ropes and red hats. And it's funny because Smollett in 2017 came out with a video, a music video. You could see it online. And he's literally using a noose and the same exact thing that was connected with the act that he committed. But again, in the case of Smollett, he's just a dodo brain, you know, ignoramus that put together a two-bit operation that didn't pan out so well. He got caught because he can't act. The dude isn't talented. And so what happened was he freaked out, and they had to fix that. And they called Tina Chen, who 
called Kim Fix. I mean, Kim Fox, the fix was in, right? <laughs> that was good. I loved it. And, and, and they did this thing so blatantly. And I think that this guy named Gregory Wing, who is an FBI investigator that's been involved with this case before this, I think knew that something was about to go down and let it happen in order to smoke out the operation. To smoke out exactly, the exactly because in to the see in the who is going to cover things up. You're right because in the end, you know, the corrupt people tend to try to mitigate situations and they and they expose themselves. I but, mean, even Michael Avenatti. One more thing for your audience: the Times Up thing. That's connected with Tina Chen, twenty-one million dollar legal defense fund, and here's Jesse Smollett and. Kamala Harris wearing the Time's Up t-shirts. So again, it's the Obamas, it's the Smollett's, it's the Tina Chen, Kamala Harris, Rahm Emanuel, best friends with Tina Chen. They're all connected. And by the way, Rahm Emanuel and Tina Chen work together. So you can't tell me that Tina Chen walks in, creates a fix with Kimberly Fox and, and Rahm Emanuel, a childhood friend and someone who worked in the White House under the Obama team as chiefs of staff for each individual uh, person. And they're not communicating with each other about what's about to go down. No, Rahm Emanuel was lying to you when when he uh, tried to suggest that he was blindsided and that th th this was a whitewash of justice. And surely enough, it was as predicted that what happened was when, when uh, Trump said, you know, we're going to come in and we're going to investigate this. He said, stay out. We don't want you here. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about... Um Kim Fox and how Avenatti Avenatti actually admitted his connections with Kim Fox on Twitter because you know what's funny R. Kelly just happened so proximal to the Smullett thing right they had the documentary come out about R. Kelly and his like groupies that would come and kind of cultishly serve him sexually and they arrested him at the same police department. I mean, Smollett and, uh, and um, R. Kelly took mugshots in the same exact spot. Like, if you compare them, they have the same nick in the wall and everything. And it seems like there's tension between Greenberg and Avenatti. And Avenatti was like, oh, he's just jealous, you know, because I was talking with Kim Fox. Facts talk, you know, what he did with 13, 14, and 15-year-olds is facts. So he admitted that he was talking to Kim Fox, which leads us back to what the um, president of the Fraternal Order of the Police said, that they had asked the Department of Justice to investigate why the state's attorney was talking to a California attorney. Now, that's how they got led to this whole Nike deal and how Smollett ties in and that he had Nike communication. Like Avenatti admitted it Nike on Twitter, though. Yeah, I know. But yeah. Avenatti admitted it. On Twitter, and like I said to the audience about Nike, yeah, there's a lot of dirty stuff going on there. They're taking advantage of children. Look at Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, right. a social justice warrior, mm -hmm. right? Worked for the Obamas, groomed by the Obamas, uh, loses everything with the NFL through his social justice efforts, and got paid handsomely and got awards and paid handsomely uh, by Nike. And then now Avenatti comes in as a fixer in the Chicago case. And he's connected with the Bronfmans, and there is sex trade and trafficking and pimping going on in both cases. And Avenatti is connected with both of them. Avenatti knows a lot of secrets and basically tried to hold out for more money. Because why? Because Avenatti's broke. In fact, the Southern District of New York has public court records. That, that he's getting a see. public attorney, yeah. 
He can't even afford an attorney. Yes. He, he, proved, he proved to the court that he is financially bankrupt. That's how he got well, the, the public defender. The thing is, though, Scott, you know, we're seeing a lot come out on child and human trafficking. I mean, from the lower level ones, like the possibility of the RJR, you know, uh, the Native American community within the state of North Dakota is being plagued by missing women and children all the time. And, you know, missing children in, in, uh, are usually the ones that are in foster care or in these crazy, you know, charities like Lutheran Social Services that just disappear and they just claim, oh, this is just a minor that ran away and nobody looks again. You know, it's it's pretty horrific coming up to the higher level ones like Navixum and Backpage and Epstein because we've got that coming out soon, right? Because well, they've been dragging the their feet McCann, on that. Uh, case. Huh? With it involved Sir Clement Freud, a member of Parliament, right? And then, then you got uh, Fergie's husband, Prince Andrew, and it's connected with Epstein. Exactly, exactly. And this all ties together. And not only that, now our president ceasing aid to Guatemala and El Salvador and Mexico because he's discovered that they're literally bringing unaccompanied minors, and these are being fostered by Democratic, you know, Representative Carrera of California and Senator Merkley in Oregon. Like, they are creating plans on how to move unaccompanied minors across the border. I wonder how many of those unaccompanied minors have been kidnapped and sent through the tra sex trafficking, child trafficking. The, exactly. And some of these kids are young, like 14, 15, with babies on their hips already. Like, this is horrific. These are children. They deserve nothing but the world to them. The world should be their oyster, not their prison. And, you know, what about that woman from Honduras in Chicago that had 41 people stashed in her apartment? She was a good woman, in air quotes. Everyone was like, she was so reputable with her cleaning business. Yeah, because she had slaves. She would take away their passports and threaten them that if they didn't do what she said, that they would be deported or they would be sold to someone. These these are the type of people that are great in their community, and people hate it when you call it out. They loathe it when you say, well, you know, there is a possibility if you're massacred like that, that you might have not been a good person. Because, you know, crimes that are hand-to-hand, -hand, not gunshot wounds, but they actually, you know, torture you, are not of passion, but of, you know, tell me what you know. This is like torture. This is... The, I don't see how anybody can say they were great. Like even the chief of police kept saying they were a reputable family. Like why throw that in? Same thing happened with the Honduran woman with the 41 captives. Did you see that story fly by just a couple of days ago from Chicago? Like people were saying how great she was, what a great business she had, how many people she gave opportunities to. Yeah, she had 41 illegal immigrants from Honduras and she was, she literally had them as her slaves. Yet the rest hmm. of the community thought she was like some great person that had kids and participated and helped the community. These are the people that commit the most horrific crimes, kind of like, you know, the Navixum case. You would never think that someone that's just giving away thousands and millions of dollars to charity and rides horses and drips in pearls would enslave women for sex and tattoo them. Like you would expect someone to be a mean person or a nasty person or a drug addict that does it. No, 
They're the people that are upheld by the community. They are your elected officials. They are those that own the mega businesses because guess what? They have money to put on a great show for you and have the dirtiest closet. And, and, well, and that's that, where it comes down look at to the whole it. thing as an operation and a business for in part because of compromise. And the other part, they make big money out of it. You know, there's a lot of pay to play. And a lot of, uh, you know, exclusive access. And, you know, some of these new money uh, elites uh, basically think that they're getting exclusive access and that they're in the club when, in fact, they're being played as fools, being compromised, you know. And so that's the biggest problem for Tr uh, that Trump represented was Trump was not 30 years in the Washington business. He was just doing his thing. And basically, he was not. Uh, insured, like you, you, the word you like to use, and insure, he wasn't insurable, and he wasn't compromised, and he was too smart to be falling into these compromat situations. He understood this because this is a game that had been played for 40 years against him. He's been a celebrity his whole life and a target of these types of things because of his wealth. So Trump has always been isolated, even though he may have had his own pensions and own own shortcomings. He's always been uh, was smart enough to keep himself protected by great accountants, great attorneys, and you know basically um, an operation to keep him safe. Uh, but he comes to Washington and they can't find anything on him to the point where they got to make it up. You know, Fusion GPS just made it up. Yeah, they have to manufacture it because there's nothing there. There's no there there. So because they have no insurance on him and that's how they work. They have insurance. And, and like you said, they had it. They would have used it already. They don't have oh, it. Yeah, they would have used it before he even swore in for sure. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. Uh, people... People that are part of these rings, these slavery rings, organ donation rings, you know, sex slave, nefarious, satanic, whatever cult things you want to call it, usually look at these people as less than people. They see them as a business. They see them as a, you know, a necessary evil to have what they have. Um, and like you said, probably made one wrong decision once and they're in for life. You can't go back on that. Because that's where they threaten your family. That's where they threaten your livelihood and everyone that comes with it. So, you know, oh, and they go after you, they go after your wife, they go after your kids, you know, like right now, Hunter, Hunter Biden's going to be the biggest thorn in, in, in Joe, Joe Biden's side. It's not just all his, you know, sniffing hair and kissing people inappropriately and feeling little girls bodies. It's it's actually Hunter and what he did with China that's going to really do Joe Biden in because it's apparently the mainstream media all of a sudden and, and Maisie Hirono, uh wants to turn the other way and not believe women anymore. But that's another story for another time. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, the president is, is, is manifesting all these quid pro quo, these connections, you know, from the varsity blues to, you know, all these mayors and councils and commissioners, city commissioners, county commissioners being indicted for things like the, the mayor of Baltimore took a leave of absence for some fraudulent things that have come up, you know, so President Trump is working really hard 
on giving our law enforcement the proper tools to call them out and call them to the carpet and say, you know, enough's enough. This isn't happening anymore in the U.S. We're getting ring of, rid of these rings and these operations. This isn't the United States of America. The United States of America is a country of love, of friendship, of prosperity, of capitalism, and we promote every single human being. Don't, don't ask Don't ask Ilhan Omar that. She'll tell you something different. Oh my gosh. America. Ilhan Omar hates America. I don't even know how, why she's in Congress if she hates America so much. And speaking of people that hate America, so you've seen Comey's cryptic tweets, right, that are going out. What's your take on that? I want to hear your take on that. <laughs> Did you see my tweet against the one where he's standing with his backside in the middle of the road? I said, nice butt. You're going to be <laughs> – that thing's going to get a workout. <laughs> totally is. But that's only if he doesn't succeed in getting uh, New Zealand citizenship, if not already has it, to be extradited because he's been hanging in New Zealand for a I very long time. That road, that road itself was in New Zealand. I don't know. Oh, no, it but, was. Uh, it was. It was, actually. I actually know the area, too. It was off of um, the um, State Highway 8. Um, it was 8A8B. It's between a town called Bex. I thought it was Terra at first because I've been there, right? It's the southern island. And where he was facing, he, was, he had his back to Queensland, and he was facing east, you know, where the sun was setting. He was facing mm-hmm. east. And so, um, you know, he, he's in New Zealand. It's fall. You can see the picture. And, you know, this pink arrow on the road that you'll see in the picture indicates that that's where a city is. These are little cues they have on their roads to tell you when you're coming closer to a town or a city. So um, that road actually takes you to Queensland. So he is in New Zealand, and those redwoods were not the ones from California, and he wasn't overseeing the Pacific. He was in New Zealand all this time. So when this Christchurch shooting happened, this dude was in New Zealand. So we have Podesta and Comey both in New Zealand. And both of them are looking at jail time from the crimes they committed, which is super Podesta, weird. I, I believe that Podesta and John Brennan conspired to put together a team that involved Christopher Steele and Nellie Orr. And by the way, I just um, – Tetanofog and uh, Jeff Carlson just posted this. Uh, we did a FOIA request on Nellie Orr's ham radio application to confirm our dates were right. Application was dated Five twenty three sixteen. granted the same day she testified under oath that she got the radio license in 2015 false well before her time with fusion false so she got she it was uh very much in line her ham radio operation with well, the operation to wage a coup against our country well remember uh, well, they planned it in may of 2016 yeah. that's when all the top comey operatives left the fbi penetrated the media entities right well, to- too that the wikileaks emails that uh, were gotten uh by uh the dns from the dnc that embarrassed the heck out of podesta and that resulted i think in the death of seth rich um they stopped around May 15th. And so May 23rd, you know, they knew that this stuff was getting leaked through DC leaks and then by way of DC leaks through WikiLeaks because they couldn't handle the 
the the load. It was too big of an operation. And they used Cambridge, Cambridge Analytics to help out with disseminating this information and drip, drip, drip. But there was a, a defining moment when all the emails stopped. And that was very much indicative of a flash drive swap. And, you know, of course, Bill Binney, you know, put put the test on that. And it was true that this was not a hack. This was, um, you know, basically uh, an inside job where someone on the inside leaked the information because of all the corruption that was going on, rigging the system for Hillary Clinton against, say, Bernie Sanders or something like that. Um, but in any case... Uh, that application for Nellie Orr fits perfectly with that time that time frame. Do you remember that when we were talking about Nellie Orr last year and the year before, how people were like, she's outstanding, she's this, how dare you? Do you remember how the media would uh, paint things, how nice the people are? That that tells you everything you need to know. When there's a tight lid on things, when people are just, you know, purporting how great they are, you know, like they did for Comey, like they did for yeah, Copper. Or is also connected with uh, Rhode Island and the shipping lanes and child Blumenthal. potentially child traffic. Yes. They're all linked to it because that is, force? yeah, that's remember a task force? Yes. Exactly. Well, Nellie Orr is connected with that. To, uh, her family is to a certain degree. And I mean, Nellie has kind of a shady past. Not only is she a communist, not only does she speak fluent Russian, not only, you know, is she part of the workers group and all this, that and the other, but, you know, she was the worst of the worst. She actually converted Bruce or into a lot of deep stuff. But um, I just she, have a, I got a comment, Scott, I got a comment from someone saying, oh my gosh, did you say if you're massacred like that, like the people at RGR, you may not be a good person. And I was thinking, well, how many good people or innocent people do you know get tortured like that? question on that no, you're actually you're actually no i mean like it's like this it's if like you're if you're like let's put it this way if you're ms13 right okay and then you're another rival gang that's going against ms13 chances are both of you are pretty lousy people you know what i mean like if you're fighting over the scraps of a drug deal gone wrong i don't think there are any winners in that circle Exactly. You know what exactly. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, you know, people don't seem to want to see the truth. It's kind of like, you know, Alison Mack. How cute was she, right? Oh my gosh. She's like so cute. She's so kind. She's so this. Yet she was branding people and selling well, them into sex slavery. Restaurants, restaurants have been luring people to come into their re establishment with pretty, pretty cute young girls, you know, young women. Um, uh, since the beginning of time. That's what you do, right? There's a good-looking, attractive person. You want them to front your business, you know, basically stand out there by the door and greet people. You know, that's what you want. And the same thing is true with whether it was Virginia Roberts at the time when she was better looking right, than she is now. Right. <laughs> um, but Virginia Roberts uh, recruiting for Jeffrey Epstein or whether it's Allison Mack recruiting for the Bronfmans. It doesn't matter. You want that 
that best face, if you can get that marquee, cute, that wholesome, trust, great person, that trust, that's exactly what yeah. you want. Yeah. And a lot of these people, like even with Epstein, with Nivixum, Backpage.com, these people that have been involved and arrested had great ties with their local police department. They donated to their charities. They helped community members. Yet, you know what people don't like to talk about is like, for example, like in the RGR properties, do you know that they had most of the refugees uh, living there? They were getting money from Lutheran Social Services and they mm. had a bunch of disputes with all these, you know, um, non-assimilated persons that are living there. Uh, lots of problems in many of their properties. I mean, uh, you know, people get upset when facts are called to the carpet and when it's like... When you're doing shady business like that, you have what's called extortion. Exactly. Somebody Thank you. Something and then they get extorted and someone has a gun to somebody's head. Exactly. And that's what happens because sometimes you know, you might, like you said, made a wrong decision in the past, kind of like they did in all these in Backpage, Nivixum, you know, even politicians that contributed to these things. They made that one decision thinking, well, I'll just do this one thing and, you know, that's it. And you're tied for life. And then when you want to tap out, who taps out of MS-13? Who taps out of these, you know, uh, circles that are so tight knit? You think they'll let you go? They don't. And this is what happens. these stories about once you're in the mob, you can never get out. Exactly. Because you're not insured anymore. You can't. Who knows whether you'll say something. Right. And, and what so if you, people are already. A witness in, protection program. Right. And what if you're already being investigated? And they get tipped off that there's investigations going and they want to find out, hey, what have you said? How many of these deaths have we seen across the nation, Scott, in the past two years? Tons of them in little facets of cities and towns um, that you wouldn't even think of, like Nebraska, Kansas, Montana, South Dakota. You know, all these things kind of you add up. about these stories? You're not hearing about them on the mainstream no, media. The mainstream not. media doesn't want to talk about this. Of course not. The mainstream we we find out about this on social media news uh citizen journalists and reporters local stories that have been swept under the rug and not picked up by their national affiliates you know so it's just it, it it's uh they don't want this kind of thing um if you're you know if you're going to perpetrate a hoax and try to blame all trump supporters as being racist they'll run with that like there's no tomorrow but if you got a situation where open borders is feeding the, the you know, the feeding the monster yeah. of sex trafficking and you got a situation that went 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 south up there at RJR Rentals in in Manton, North Dakota, I mean, outside of Bismarck, they don't want to talk about that because that's just going to lend itself. It's going to hurt their cause. Uh, that Beto O'Rourke has been pushing, which is not only do I want open borders, not only do I speak Spanish to every one of my potential constituents, but I'm also going to tear down every wall that Trump actually builds. Um, and why is that? I mean, obviously, they're pandering to a specific needy group that depends on socialism to survive. Yeah, but, you know, little stories like this. In Louisiana, there was a story where um, that just came out locally, obviously not too much press, where five people were arrested in the uh, St. Tammany Parish accused of sex trafficking girls. And not only pimping them out, but branding them with tattoos. Tattoos on their arms or putting words like um, numb or something like that under their eye and passing them around. These are 16, 17-year-old females. And if you look at the people, these low-level 
pedo traffickers, right? Because you've got levels, right? You've got the pearl-wearing ones like in the Vixum. You've got your politicians under them. You've got your lawyers, your doctors, your oil owners. And then you've got, you know, your middle-class, you know, community uh, members that are helping facilitate. And then you've got your low-level losers, yeah, of MS-13. And if you look at these guys, like these guys are horrible. This happens everywhere across America. No one is talking about it because it's a dirty secret. The, the Pope, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he just turned a blind eye to this stuff. It's just, it, he, he's thrown his hands up and said, this is too big. You know, I might as well just end the entire Catholic Church uh, because it seems like it's everywhere, you yeah. know? And, and that's hard to even get your head around. Like, I, I have never been exposed to it myself. I don't know anybody. I, I've never been two degrees or three degrees of separation from it. It's so foreign to me, but yet, and, and there for the longest time, I was like, that's conspiratorial. I, I don't really think that's as big as, as it is. And then you start to realize, you know, there was just before 9-11, they were talking about that whole thing up in Boston, right? With all the Catholic priests right, up there. Right. Then there was a Philadelphia scandal. Then there was all over the place. And you're like, wow, okay, that's just the priests. Forget about that. I mean, then you got Backpage. That thing happened. Then you got Nexvium. Nexvium was considered by many to be like a cult that was a, a conspiracy, conspiracy nut job theory. And once Nexvium came out of the woodwork, and that proved to be actual, absolutely true. Yeah, I was called uh, a nut job start, for talking about to, it too. Then you start to realize, you know what? It's not a far leap now that believe that Pizzagate and you know Sonic p- Pizza – um, was for real. Well, you know, the, the, the Nivixum, think the, about it. let me say something, Scott, three years ago, I was talking about Nivixum three years ago. Do you know how many people were, I was talking about in public. Do you know how many people were telling me that I'm crazy and I'm a conspiracy theory theorist that I should wear a tinfoil hat? Well, tinfoil hats and conspiracy theories don't demand a hundred million dollar bonds when people are arrested. You know, it takes time because this Nivixum thing is so fainted in the court last week because uh, the court revealed that her secret attorney was Avenatti. And And that was that's not conspiracy. That's a fact. I know. (laughs) That's the thing. And, you know, you're talking about Catholic priests. Another story that went totally under the carpet in my area was that there's this Catholic priest that was that was accused of having sexual misconduct and the response from the diocese was like oh he's voluntarily participating in an evaluation treatment program like come on um like how dumb are people and who would post an article like that this is where if you actually watch the press conference on on local news areas you know when things like the thing in louisiana where i watched like a live press conference at the parish i was pulling my hair out i was like who are these reporters like believe it or not scott i kid you not Yesterday at the press conference for the Mandan massacres, there was a question that was posed to the police like this. Do you think this is an April Fool's thing gone wrong? I swear. (laughs) And I'm thinking, who hires these reporters? And the press conference that just happened, it just goes to show none of them want to ask questions. None of them want the truth. They just want to be given orders of what they're allowed to talk about. And that is how it works. We don't talk about our local dirty laundry and you will not hear about these cases unless you hear it from the internet, alternative media, citizen journalists, talk show hosts in your area. I mean, in Wisconsin, the woman who's running is corrupt as, as nobody can imagine. And only the local news, it's not even made national news. 
And, and this is something that is constantly, this is the fake news epidemic. And the fake news isn't just CNN and CNBC and ABC. It's your local news. They are the fakest of the fakest news. They won't talk about this stuff. You know, kind of like New York saying three children simultaneously from these areas disappeared that have no connection. Total coincidence, right? That all of them disappear at the same time. I'm just saying they never ask questions. Like no one probed questions like, hey, did you this? Hey, did you that? Nothing. They don't even ask like, hey, what's the tattoo like that they tattoo their victims with? Not going to talk about it. Nobody asks that question. It's like, are they under arrest? Do you have any more suspects? That's about it. So to, to give merit to it, you know, constantly people are not asking questions. We don't see real media. It's like pulling your hair out. I don't know. I mean, you're in D.C., so I guess you have real reporters, real journalists that actually push for questions. But if you watch these live streams, because I watch all of them from Montana to Utah to wherever, wherever something's happening, I'm watching, especially when it comes to child and human trafficking and organized child and human trafficking or refugee issues. That is where I look at the local media and I'm just like barf. None of them are doing their job. None of them ask the right questions. None of them question the fact that police is like, yeah, we're not going to release anything. Um, have you ever heard of the First Amendment? What? You work for us. You get paid by taxes. We have the right to know. Like, who's okay with that? These are things that need to be addressed and put forward. You know, kind of like the Nevixim. I'm so glad that came out. So many of us were talking about it years before it even came to surface. And we were branded as insane or crazy. Who's crazy now? And these priests, yeah. like you said, who's crazy now? I mean, it's coming, it's out. All coming out. It's all coming out. We got, we got Doug Collins on it. So just in the last hour or two. Uh, he just released on the House floor Bill Priestap's closed door transcripts. That's kind of oh big. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to read those. Those are going to be. Testimony you know, reveals FBI official in charge of Clinton, Trump probes, was excluded from key meetings and decisions. And that was Bill Priestap, but there's a, another guy named John Giacolone. Uh, that uh, was pulled off of an investigation involving Anthony Weiner, and I've been I've been talking for over a year about John Giacalone and um, and how the Strock McCabe uh, Page thing just came in and busted everything up. You know, basically shut down all the investigations and turned it up against Trump. It was like a complete like takeover of the FBI, and that was McCabe. Page and Strzok just to, and they totally knocked Priestap out of the way too and kept him in the dark as much as they could. Um, but yeah, this was a kind of a oh wow. And I said it Friday, I'm I was waiting for the you know this plea deal to come out with Costco. But if Bill Priestap's uh, things have been released now, that's going to dominate our news cycle for I guess the next two days now, right? Analyzing what um, what he said and she said. Pre-stop. Priestap is going to protect himself for sure. And Priestap is probably the smartest of the bunch. I mean, all the other, you know, Lisa Page is a, you know, flake. Peter Strzok is absolutely crazy in the head. And McCabe is just a narcissist on steroids. But this guy Priestap is, is a bit of a normal character. And uh, he's going to preserve himself. This is a guy that's married into wealth. He's... Um, not he, he's not made from the same cloth as the others and i believe going to do the he's flipped and he's cooperating and he's going to protect himself and 
He knows everything. He's he's the middle trench entrenched man between the operation, McCabe and Comey. Well, you know, we have like five minutes left to this hour. I just wanted to ask, like, what do you see this week coming out? Because it's been a more recycle week. No one's talking about anything new. It's all recycled. What do you see coming out? I mean, for me, it's the plea deal. And now with this pre-stab stuff, we might well, have, you're gonna have the charade else. from Nadler and pushing, you know, the subpoenas as much as he can. But that's not going to go anywhere. I think what you're going to start to see is uh, a lot more uh a lot more tea leaves, tea leaves more than anything about Huber actually doing much more than what they led on to believe that he was doing. I don't think he had to actually interview a lot of people because the committees were doing that for him. Now that the House Committee is no longer doing that, I think you're going to see the Judiciary Committee uh, call and subpoena uh, people like Brennan and Clapper uh, to the carpet, you know, to the committee in the Senate. Uh, so that's where the Republicans are in control. And I think there's going to be some more fallout to what Clapper said with regard to Obama giving us the orders. And I think you're going to see a lot of conflicts between what Clapper was trying to spin and what actually has happened. Like we're learning more about the timeline of Nellie's ham radio. We're learning more about what Doug Collins is releasing. And I, I think that what's going to happen is this is going to be, it's going to become more clear and more clear that uh, Obama was in charge of this entire operation, just like Clapper said to Anderson Cooper this past weekend. But how he tried to spin it and what was actually happening in the testimony that had been given is going to be in conflict with each other. Just like Nellie Orr's timeline was a complete and total lie, you're going to start to see that these people were lying under oath and that their their days are numbered and they're they're going to be dead to rights. And I think Comey knows his goose is cooked, right? That's why he's sending out all these um, images like he's doing is because he's got one last deal to make, and that's trying to get citizenship in New Zealand. Yeah, along with Podesta, who's there, which is pretty weird. I was actually skimming through these um, bills, um, pre-step, you know, filings. There is stuff that is actually redacted in it. And so it's not fully unredacted. And basically he's talking about the East District of Virginia attorneys that were in these meetings. And so uh, one of the attorney's names has been redacted and his cohort's name. So that's pretty interesting because he goes on to talk about Tosca's. He's talking about George, someone else and someone else was present, but not with the director. He's like, have meetings with the director. Oh my gosh, this is like a treasure trove of just like, we knew it. This was like a total setup. These people were so intertwined that they had U.S. attorneys from the Eastern District of Virginia involved. There were so many people. We see Jim Hoffa come up now. You know, he's kind of been in the in the shadows, hasn't he? And he's one of the key players. Yeah, and Tori, just check out my Twitter. Um, I just posted something from Michael Sheridan. The precept transcript is out. Look at this. Who was in the meetings? Oh, who did they? Who did he forget? There's a Q and A on everything right, right now. Pages, uh, I Jim know, Baker. I know it's pretty incredible. So it, yeah. this is going to dominate our news cycle for the next two days, definitely. Um, now, before we um, exit out with like a minute and thirty on the clock, I wanted to ask you: What do you think? Do you think that Costco, Jackson Costco, actually gave up Avenatti or anything about Feinstein with these um, Kavanaugh? 
issues as part of yeah, his new he deal. Yeah, he got a plea deal. Yeah. He's going to have to kill something, right? That's what so I mean. So I think Feinstein, I think Feinstein's in big trouble because you you already saw what President Trump has been doing with the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost parody now. It's unbelievable what he's been doing there. No longer are they going to shop Ninth Circuit. But, you know, Kamala Harris is new, neutralized because of what's happening with Smollett. And Feinstein's neutralized because of what's happened with the Chinese spy and now the doxing scandal. And you better believe Feinstein's in big, big trouble now. Yeah, she's probably so on suicide watch. And isolated. Yeah, she's probably on suicide watch. But sometimes you don't take these people out. You got them exactly where you want them, frozen in stone. They're they're feckless. They're powerless. That's exactly who you want to have in California right now is somebody who can't move. It's in a straitjacket. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go through these struck, uh, these um, pre-stop things because the struck and page thing is coming up to asking him about the relationship. So that's going to be kind yeah. of fun to watch. And check out my Twitter feed because uh, Michael Sheridan has this really great thread. And you want to check that out. It's it's very much in line with everyone. The you can you can follow Scott at at Scott Adams show on Twitter. Remember, you can go to his website, www.scottadamshow.com. Um, he has a morning um, show from what is it? Uh, Eastern time is eight to, to 8 a.m. on Red State yeah. and then nine to 12 on uh, syndicated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's indicated somewhere else. Um, I thank you so much, Scott, for being here. Sorry, guys, about the technical difficulties. Uh